There's no question that there are pros and cons of all the technology that's spread across nearly every aspect of our lives. The past year of life during a pandemic has increased our dependency on it in many ways. Virtual learning, Zoom meetings, the list goes on and on. But let's be real. Tech in the form of apps, bottomless email inboxes, and the never-ending Facebook or Instagram scroll have been a part of our lives for years now. The toughest part? No one could have ever prepared us for how to manage all of this information that's constantly coming our way. From the moment we get up until the moment we close our eyes at night, there's a red dot, buzz, ding, or vibration begging for our limited attention. I don't have to tell you how much of a time waster tech can be, but it does have some very redeeming qualities. I'm so grateful to have connected with amazing women like our podcast guests and many of you listening right now, all because of the opportunities afforded to us through podcasting apps and social media. But there's a fine line between productive tech usage and time wasting, and that's exactly what we're talking about today. Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 64 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies for women seeking better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman-Cornick, and today's episode is all about, surprise, surprise, technology and time. So today I'm sharing why we need to be careful with our tech usage how technology can affect our overall productivity and therefore quality of life, three simple steps you can take to do a digital declutter, plus the number one most important question to ask yourself when decluttering your digital life. And I've included a free printable step-by-step guide to doing your own digital declutter mini cleanse. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands or you're doing stuff around the house, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. But don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode over in the show notes. Each of the three simple ways that you can declutter your digital life, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 64. You'll also be able to grab the free digital declutter mini cleanse printable checklist over in the show notes with easy steps for decluttering your digital life so you can spend more time looking up at what matters most instead of looking down at your phone. You can find the Digital Declutter Mini Cleanse Printable Checklist over in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 64. And if you haven't yet, I encourage you to click the subscribe button to be notified as soon as new episodes go live. If you like what you hear, I'd be so grateful for your review. Your reviews play a huge role in helping others find It's About Time in the search results. And you might just get a shout out in a future episode. All right, 
It's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. 40 seconds. Every 40 seconds. Research has shown that when you're working in front of a computer, which I'm going to bet is a pretty large percentage of you, that you are hit with a distraction of some sort every 40 seconds. And that doesn't include notifications, pings, dings, and buzzes coming in through your smartphone either. And as a result of all those distractions, our attention is zipping around like a little silver ball in a pinball machine, or like a bucket of spilled ping pong balls bouncing all over the place. We constantly feel busy, our brains lighting up nonstop with all of the novelty and newness of switching and switching and switching again, and yet we so often get to the 5 p.m. clock out wondering, wait, what exactly did I accomplish today? I feel you. I remember when I first got my Apple Watch. Actually, rewind further than that, I remember when Apple Watches first came out. No offense to you early adopters, but I was actually very anti-Apple Watch. The last thing I wanted was more notifications attached to my wrist, constantly vying for my attention. But as the years passed, I began to see how having an Apple Watch could be helpful and cut down on my actual phone screen time. What I didn't account for in the beginning was how insane all of the notifications on my wrist would make me feel. In those first few days, I felt like my wrist was vibrating constantly, zapping me out of concentration, pulling my attention away from what I was doing. It took about a week or two to turn off nearly every single watch notification down to the absolute bare minimum. But those first few days definitely had me feeling frazzled. You see, every time we're hit with a distraction, and that's just about every 40 seconds, remember, it takes us about 25 minutes to regain our focus, which, as you can imagine, makes it nearly impossible to get any type of deep, quality, focused work done. You know, the type of work that actually moves the needle in your life and business. Don't get me wrong. Technology isn't all bad. In fact, I have Instagram to thank for my relationships with so many of the amazing podcast guests I've had the pleasure of hosting on the show. I met both Megan Martin from episode 52 and Lauren Carnes from episode 63 when Megan hosted an Instagram summit a few years ago, maybe 2017, all about Instagram best practices. Kristen Brabant, my former business coach who you met in episode 54, is another life-changing, valued member of my circle who I met through Instagram. Facebook groups like Megan Martin's Digital Lab and so many other online communities have given me the opportunity to learn from people on the other side of the country or the world even. 
And things like FaceTime, Voxer, and Marco Polo have been incredibly valuable when it comes to staying connected with friends and family that we just don't see as often due to the pandemic. So trust me, I am not here to hate on technology. I just believe that, like most things in life, it's best used with intention. So I'm going to share with you three simple ways that you can start being more intentional with your tech usage. We'll call it a digital declutter mini cleanse. But first, I want to share with you what a full on digital declutter might look like if you really want to dive in headfirst. In his book, Digital Minimalism, Cal Newport advocates doing a full digital declutter that involves taking a 30 day break from optional technologies and then gradually reintroducing tech. It's almost like a whole 30, but for technology. And I'll be sure to link Digital Minimalism in the show notes in case you want to check it out. I highly recommend it, and it will very likely redefine your relationship with tech. Anyway, Cal's method has you start by defining your technology rules. What exactly is optional versus required for you? And if you're a business owner or you work in marketing or communications, this can feel super blurry, a really tough question to answer. A lot of us have to do social media and online engagement to keep our jobs and businesses running smoothly. But the real question is, what's totally necessary versus nice to have? And only you can truly answer that question. And then beyond social media apps, things like the Amazon app, text messaging, email apps on your phone, news sites, etc., etc., he encourages you to set rules for how you'll use each of these apps and tools. Then, once you've got your rules set, you stick to them for 30 days. And at the end of the 30 days, you gradually start reintroducing things to see how you feel. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, 
and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you want to know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. While reading Digital Minimalism, I got a ton out of the book. Like I said, it will very likely redefine your relationship with technology. But I did not do the 30-day declutter. Perhaps I'll give it a try one day, but honestly, I'm not ready for that level of tech shutdown. Instead, here are three simple steps that you can take for what I'm calling a digital declutter mini cleanse. For each of these three steps, I encourage you to keep this question top of mind. How does this add value to my life? One more time. How does this add value to my life? If you're in a place where you can write something down, I'd even ask you to jot those words down on a piece of paper, a sticky note, or something. How does this add value to my life? Okay, step one in our digital declutter mini cleanse. Mute, unfollow, unfriend. Chances are that if you're listening to this podcast, you've been a Facebook user for at least seven to 10 years. Facebook opened up to students at Louisiana State University, my alma mater, in fall of 2004, my sophomore year, and I've been a member ever since, taking maybe one extended break for a month since signing up and creating my profile. Over the years, I've added Facebook friends, joined groups, liked pages, and gradually created a news feed full of stuff. Posts from people I went to grade school with, and honestly haven't spoken to since grade school. Posts from groups that interested me at one point in my life, but don't really apply to who I am anymore. Friends from high school, friends and a whole lot of acquaintances from college. Lots of people who are still a regular part of my life, but many who aren't. At one point last year, I found myself scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, waiting for something good or worthwhile to pop up in the feed. And it hit me that a lot of what I was seeing, I just didn't care about. That a huge percentage of the information I was consuming just wasn't valuable to me. So I started gradually scaling back. I didn't want to straight up unfriend people because, I don't know, that just felt kind of mean, even though they probably wouldn't even notice one less friend in their overall headcount. But fortunately, Facebook and Instagram both include features that enable you to stay technically connected to someone without seeing their content in your newsfeed. Now, each time I log into Facebook or open up Instagram on my phone, I ask myself for each post that pops up. How does this add value to my life? If I can clearly answer that question, that person or brand gets to stay. If I'm not really sure how that person, brand, group, or page adds value to my life, then they get unfollowed, muted, or unfriended. 
When I started bringing more attention to that question of value, I began to notice that following certain influencers, sharing the latest Nordstrom sale, showing off their Sephora haul, or their latest multi-thousand dollar home decor project, they made me feel kind of bad. They made me want to buy things I didn't need or made me feel like my home wasn't good enough. It didn't feel great. And here I was in control of what I consume, just taking it all in anyway. Mute, unfollow, or unfriend. You get to be the boss of what's in your feed. And you get to decide what value means to you and your life. And just remember, you don't have to purge your whole feed at once. With the number of friends and follows we've accumulated over the years, that could take a while. Instead, next time you open up the app or log in, look at what pops up with a critical eye and ask yourself how it brings you value. And then mute, unfollow, or unfriend anything that doesn't add value to your life. Moving on to step two in our digital declutter mini cleanse. Audit your apps. Just like it's easy to rack up more and more friends and follows, our apps and digital tools can get out of control real fast. So take a moment today or one day this week to open up your phone and take a critical look at each of the apps you're allowing to take up space on your screens. Even the ones tucked away in folders, if you happen to organize your apps in folders. And ask yourself the same question from step one. How does this add value to my life? And if you can clearly articulate how it adds value, keep it. And if you can't, or you can't remember the last time you even opened the app, delete it. Let it go like Elsa in Frozen. Hanging on to apps you downloaded years ago, just in case you might need it again one day, is like still having the low-rise jeans you wore back in 2002 still in your closet, just in case. Let them go. Clear out the space and simplify your screens. And if you want bonus points on step two, take your app audit one step further into your online life or business tools. As a podcaster with a primarily online business, aside from the occasional in-person speaking engagement, I can vouch firsthand how easy it is to let the tools and subscriptions start piling up. In fact, earlier this year, I realized that I was using Trello for personal and client project management, Asana for podcast project management, and then my content calendar was living in a separate tool called Airtable. I also realized that I was paying for Kajabi, a program that includes email marketing, while also using Flowdesk, a separate tool that specifically powers email marketing. I realized that there were duplicated features all over the place and that it was time to simplify. So if you find yourself like me with a digital toolbox filled with lots of apps, tools, and software solutions, ask yourself, How does this add value to my life or business? And then start simplifying, cutting back where you can. The less tools you need to manage, the more brain space you have available to actually do the work. Okay, so let's move on to digital declutter mini cleanse step three. Set one new 
tech time management rule for yourself. So this is a big reason why I'm just calling this a mini cleanse. Cal Newport's Digital Minimalism 30-Day Digital Declutter involves setting a ton of new rules for yourself. And I'm sure that it's an incredibly powerful experience to reset your relationship with technology. But I also know that doing too much too soon, whether it's setting New Year's resolutions, annual goals, starting health and fitness habits, creating a 27-point morning routine... I know that doing too much too soon can put you on the fast lane to failure and overwhelm. That's why for step three, we're keeping it simple and choosing just one tech time management rule. Here are a few ideas that you can pick from, and I'm sure you can come up with some good ones on your own. You could set a phone curfew and put your phone away and on the charger at a specific time each evening, and then not pick it up until tomorrow. You could set a phone-free hour or two every night or a few nights a week. One of my former time management clients, Lily Neubauer, the voice of the blog Open Hearted Family, and her husband Marcus actually have time blocked in their ideal week called Phones Down, Hearts Open. During this time each week, they put their phones away and connect over conversation or some other type of meaningful activity. You could institute a no phones at the table during dinner rule. You could start plugging your phone in to charge in another room or on the other side of the room away from your bed to stop the temptation for late night and early morning scrolling. You could set a rule to not check your phone until after you get out of the shower each morning. Or you could even set a time limit for one specific app on your phone. The hardest part, of course, is sticking to it. Regardless of which tech time management rule you choose for your mini cleanse, it might be tempting to make lots of new rules at once. But try your best to stick to one and then really let it stick before adding something else. Okay, to recap, for our digital declutter mini cleanse, step one, mute, unfollow, or unfriend. Next time you open up Instagram or Facebook, ask yourself, how does this add value to my life? And if you're not sure, mute, unfollow, or unfriend. Step two, audit your apps. Delete apps that don't add value or apps that you haven't used in a while. There's no point in keeping an app that you haven't used in ages, just in case. If you really need it, you can always re-download it when you do. And bonus points for step two, audit your other online tools and services. Do you really need four task management or to-do list apps? And step three, set one new tech time management rule for yourself and stick to it. So your challenge is to take action on all three of these steps in the next week. Ask yourself, how does this add value to my life? And consider getting an accountability partner to help you stick to your new tech time rule. Do you have any tech tips that have made a difference in your life and your ability to focus? If so, I would love to hear them head over to the It's About Time podcast community over on Facebook and let us know what works for you. You can find a link to the community in the show notes or by going straight to abouttimepodcast.com 
forward slash community. As always, all the details from today's episode can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 64. And while you're there, don't forget to download the free printable digital declutter mini cleanse checklist. Before we go, let me tell you a little bit about next week's episode, episode 65. Actually, let me ask you a question. How do you feel about negotiation? Does the thought of it make your palms sweat and your heart beat fast? Or do you hear, ooh, negotiation, that sounds like fun. In next week's episode, you'll hear from Lilia Gowland, a negotiation expert and author of You Got This, The Ultimate Guide to Negotiation for Women. Lilia is an absolute delight, and during our conversation, we dive into why you're actually negotiating way more than you realize, and that you're probably better at it than you think, plus how negotiating can actually be fun. I know you won't want to miss this episode with Lilia, so I'll see you next week. All right, that's it for today. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.